This is Bookshelf Banter, where you'll get to meet new indie authors. Be sure to check them out. You just may discover your new favorite author. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of Bookshelf Banter. This week, I'm talking to author Stephanie Clemens. Her book, A Study in Steam, The Ladies of Whack, book one, uh, came out this Tuesday, the February 22nd, 2222. So I really enjoyed talking to her about um, the book, the inspiration for the book, and the cover. Um, if you check out this book, it, it is, the, I love the cover. I'm, I'm totally in love with the cover. And she is as well, which is, which is great. Because, you know, as an author, you really want to love your cover. So I really enjoyed talking to Stephanie, not only about her book, but because she's a fellow dog mom and really gets the uh, whole dog mom vibe. And we we talked about all her many talents. She is a multi-talented person with, uh, she's a photographer, a lawyer, a teacher. Um, So I really hope you enjoy my conversation with Stephanie. Hello? Hello. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, you sound nice and loud and clear. <laughs> Sorry. I'm having a little little technical difficulties. I accidentally somehow sent you a text message to your email. Yes. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I was like, what am I doing? That's that's an that's not an email address. But hello. Hello. And welcome to the podcast, uh Stephanie Clemens. Am I saying it correctly? Yes. Yes. So welcome welcome to Bookshelf Banter. Um I've been uh checking out all of your um your websites and your books and um I can't wait to talk. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so um, I have to start off with I was looking at your bio and it said you're a dog mom. And I am so excited because nobody else ever lets me talk about my dogs. Oh, <laughs> well, that's just wrong. <laughs> Including my husband. He thinks I'm a little bit of a, a nut job about my dogs. Well, tell me all about your dogs. I want to hear all about them. Uh, well, so I have two dogs. They're both husky mixes. Um, The older one is Frankie, and my Mm -hmm. younger one is Storm. Um, Storm looks more like a husky. Um, They have their own Instagram account. Oh, that's great. They're much more (laughs) famous than I am. Um, And they just, we hike and do stuff together. They travel, do road trips with me. We've been to Canada. Oh, wow. They're they're world travelers. Yes. (laughs) Frankie's eight and storm is going to be five she's i i joke around frankie's like my heart dog and my other dog passed away um years ago now and i got storm because frankie needed a dog so storm is kind of frankie's dog (laughs) we i have two i have one that's 11 and he's uh definitely in the geriatric department of dogs and you know he's getting on his last legs and I have a puppy and I tell the my husband I'm like the puppy needs a puppy because he can't keep up with her so much anymore he'll play for like five minutes with her and then he's like yeah dude I'm done (laughs) you're uh you're 
here. Yeah, yeah. So. I, my other dog Raven, who like I said passed away years ago, she seemed to have been on her last legs, and then I got Frankie as a puppy. Yes, yes, and then yes. she like <laughs> lived for almost three more years. Yes, yes, that's what we. He was kind of depressed. We had another dog before um, we got her, and um, he was very attached to her when she. Like he was depressed and mm-hmm. um, then we got this puppy and then he like definitely perked up but I'm like oh wow I don't know how many, <laughs> how many he leaks when he stands up I'm like oh my goodness <laughs> so <laughs> yeah oh. what else do you do I see a lawyer teacher do you do all that yeah I'm kind of your typical elder millennial where <laughs> Uh, I, I am a lawyer. I do uh, kind of discovery, the discovery part of the process. So I read mm-hmm. people's emails and stuff like that. Uh, and I teach at a local university uh, in the legal studies department. Oh, okay. As that makes well sense. As, as well as I sometimes do photography on the side. And then, like I said, my dog's social media. <laughs> That's a full-time job, you know, running your dog's social media. It's surprising. They have 30,000 followers, so. Wow. You're going to have to give us the, uh, the Instagram handle at the end, too, because I'm going to have to follow them. And <laughs> I appreciate watch what, it. Watch what, I been, watch what they're up to. Yeah, I haven't been as good at posting on their stuff lately. I'm uh, going through immunotherapy treatment after having melanoma. Oh, and wow. so just not nearly as active getting out as I was, but... It's all, it's all part of just, you know, being alive. Yeah, unfortunately. Well, I saw some of your pictures. They are very, very nice. I, oh, you're thank very you. talented. Very talented. I'm always um, impressed with people that can either draw or take pictures because I can do neither. I take pictures and it's like my thumb is in the corner and it's <laughs> I'm just not really good at that. Yeah, I added them to my website just because I was like, I need to show these off more than just on Instagram. Yeah, they are very pretty. They're beautiful. Did, now, you've traveled all over the place where, you know, what yes. was your favorite place to, to go that you've been to so far? Um, oh, gosh, that's so hard. Uh, well, Ireland is one of my favorite places. Um, uh-huh. I haven't been for years and years, but it's just it's a beautiful country with lovely people. Um, I would love to go there. Actually, we we've been talking about a trip to like Scotland, Ireland, um, you know, for a while. But it's just it's just so hard, to, you know, to just drop things and and go for a little bit more. Well, you sh- uh, you <laughs> should know. definitely do it. Um, and I do. I haven't done really that long of international travel for a while. Yeah, because well, it's it's hard now, and I think like you know now that we actually have a little bit more free time to do it because my kids are a lot older. Um, you can't go anywhere, and it's like yeah. so depressing, you know. Or you have to get like a COVID test and you know quarantine for two weeks, and I'm like, well, there goes my vacation, <laughs> you know. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely it's rough. Um, I haven't like I said, I haven't done any international travel obviously since covid um and before that i was doing stuff like going for a long weekend because i'm a i'm a dog mom on the moms who write page (laughs) (laughs) so what 
kind of the inspiration to start writing? Were you always a writer or was it, you know, something that, you know, occurred to you, happened to you, an incident? Um, I actually (laughs) was thinking about this just the other day and I kind of, I've been writing for, I think since I was 10, Mm -hmm. not finishing things, but like I wrote my first play when I was like 10. That's great. And, um, then I had a book like I started in ninth grade I tried to write I got about 60 pages in and it just dwindled you know run out of time where like there's always a certain point you get into and as you're writing and you just stall and I rarely made it past the stall <laughs> yeah yeah well there was a, like mine's sometimes about 25 percent in where it's like okay that was fun building up the story yeah I don't yeah. want to finish it <laughs> That's still impressive for a kid. You know, that's impressive. For for, I'm an avid reader. Yeah, I'm an avid Uh reader. And so I think that goes into it. I mean, I have, not that I've read all of them, but I have over 500 books on my bookshelves. Wow. That's that's also impressive. (laughs) Yeah, I think I've read just about 200 of them. But every time they go on sale, I have to buy new ones. My my TBR list is like I buy the books and I'm like I'm gonna read this unless I'm like really really psyched about reading it like it's something I've been waiting for forever uh, it sits on my shelf for what feels like forever before I can yes. I can read it <laughs> yeah I gotta get but new things keep popping up because like okay I'm reading you know I'm doing this podcast I'm trying to read everybody's stuff. And like, then I'm like, oh, I'm getting into their next, you know, their next in their series. And I'm like, okay, I got to stop this because I got to actually read the books that I bought years ago. Yeah. No, trust me. I understand. (laughs) A hundred books last year. Oh, wow. Um, Which is the most I've ever done. It was (laughs) kind of a challenge to myself to see how many I could get through. And I I probably bought 50 new ones at least. And then I belong to all the like book boxes because yeah. <laughs> they're so pretty. Like yes. definitely reading is a hobby and collecting books is a totally different one. Yes. My sister, uh, my sister, my daughter um, got me a book box. Uh, I don't even remember book of the month for, for oh, Christmas. Yes. Yeah. And I got the, the, Invisible Life of Addie LaRue, which I loved, right? Yes. And I got it, and I was like, oh, I love this cover. And then her friend brought over the limited edition cover, and I was like, I'm so sad now. I don't have the prettier <laughs> cover. <laughs> it's, like, beautiful, and then you open it up, and on the cover, the actual cover, not just the dust jacket, there's actually more drawings. And I was like, well, I got screwed. <laughs> Yes, but you only paid, you know, nine ninety nine for it. Yes, not. that's true. That's true. I don't know how much. She, that's exactly what she said to me. She said I paid like twenty something dollars for it. I'm like, I probably would have paid that for this book, but but it's a sickness, and and I oh. gotta stop. I I am fully involved in that. Like mm-hmm. I said, I have I subscribe to like Bookish Box and Fairy Loot and Book of the Month, and and you get very excited when it comes, right? Oh, of course. I like, I get excited and I look at the book and like, they're so pretty. And then I'm like, okay, um, I'm currently reading something right now. So I can't read this at this moment. <laughs> put this away. Put this down. And like, I'm a big Sarah J. Moss fan. Um, and her newest book just came out and I'm like, I have a copy sitting here. It's one, the special edition one from Barnes and Noble. 
but I'm reading something <laughs> else right now. So I haven't been able to start it. And I'm just avoiding spoilers on like TikTok and oh, Instagram. Oh, yeah. Like crazy. Speaking of, of beautiful covers and beautiful. Your cover for A Study in Steam is just breathtaking. It's oh, beautiful. Yes. It, it's so attractive. Like the blue just like pops right off the screen. And it's, you know, it would make anybody want to read it. You know, Thank just, you. just looking at it. Did you, did you didn't do that? I did yourself, not did do you? that. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, uh, Jamie Dalton, who is the owner of Mag- Magnetra Designs, mm-hmm. which I've never actually said out loud because I just follow her on Instagram and TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, I met her through TikTok and she did my cover. And uh, I'm really excited because she's on board to do the cover for the rest of the series. Mm-hmm. And cause she did and- such a good job. It's It's amazing. And I gave her a lot of free reign with it because I had these ideas that I wanted and she's like um this will probably help your book sell more and I'm like fine just 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 do it because you know cover tropes where like I I don't (laughs) yeah I mean the the picture's amazing and the and just the font is just like nothing like I've ever seen before it's it'll really it's really going to do well just I mean just based on the cover it's gonna do really well I I, I predict so you know I, put your money I hope on so. that <laughs> I, I really hope so I, I'm really lucky I think at this point I have 98 pre-sales so the book comes out Tuesday and I'm like mm-hmm. if I can just get two more pre-sales like yeah. start off with like 100 pre-sales that would be so rad yeah, back on day two 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 yes you know <laughs> it was originally gonna be the 15th but that's when the second Crescent City book by Sarah J. Moss came out. And I was like, ooh, oh. no. We're going to postpone mine. So, ladies of WAC, what does WAC stand for? Am I ignorant and I should know what this is? Not yet, because it's, it's actually in the book. Um, okay. All right. No spoilers then. Okay. Yeah. It's in the book, and the, the four <laughs> women come up with it. And that's going to be, there's going to be four books because there's four ladies going to university. Yeah, I see it on like the cover too. It looks almost like a compass with the, with the W A C K. Yeah, that's. Uh, I have little pins for when I do book signings and stuff. Oh, nice! With that logo on it, which Jamie did as well. So she found the special font for the, the title, the cover, and everything. It was she did such a good job. I highly recommend her as a cover designer. Mm-hmm. Well, tell me about the book. I, I did read the I did read the blurb, um, but like you said, it didn't come out. Oh, it doesn't come out until Tuesday, so I was not able to read it. But I was, uh, you know, very interested in what it's about. So can you give us like the, uh, you know, the elevator pitch? I uh, yeah, which is <laughs> still, even though I have a blurb on the back, is one of those. It's a uh, you know about yeah. kind of sorta, but so it's a country like England. Mm-hmm that I call Brytheon, uh, mm-hmm. because in this country, instead of having coal and gas, uh, they went steam power. Okay. And so that's kind of the basis for the world that's in. And it's 1870. And for the first time ever, four women are admitted into university. Mm-hmm. And the main character in this book is Philippus Stanhope. Mm-hmm. The main character what a mouthful. <laughs> yes. The main character in the next book is Georgiana Spencer, and uh, I will admit to having mixed up their last names a couple of oh. times. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> uh, but she goes by Pippa, and she's a steam engineer 
I and is super excited to get into university. Uh, however, her mother is not, and she's disowned by her family. Um, but her aunt, who lives the grand life of an aunt, uh, never been married, has a lot of scandal, but has money, helps her go to university and pays her way through. And while she's there, there's people that don't want women at university uh, to the point that there's murder oh. and she's framed for the murder. And so she goes about trying to solve it. And there's, of oh. course, romance because we can't have a book without romance with a little <laughs> bit of spice in it. And a lot of it's really the friendship yeah. between the four girls. I love like historical um, novels, especially ones with mysteries in them. So, it's historical, but it's also speculative fiction because, you know, it's a little steampunk. <laughs> what was the inspiration for um, a study in theme? It's kind of a funny story. At least I think it's funny. Um, I have a really good friend who lives in Colorado. She's a dog mom like I am. And mm-hmm. we were, I was spending time with her and she has three sisters and they all have these unique names. And one of her sister's names is Philippa. And she goes by Pippa. And I just love the name so much that I started, I I wanted her to be a character in a book. And so from there, like learning about her sisters, um, I went on vacation with my mom. This was during COVID. We did a road trip across like half the country with the dogs. So hiking and stuff. And in the car, we just started talking about our book ideas. And it kind of came up with this. It was supposed to start off as a fantasy book, but it's really not. It's fantasy in the fact that there's, it's a steam-powered world, but it became a murder mystery. That's just, that's great. That is a good... It needed to be a character, okay. and I've decided that her and her sister's uh, first names need to be at least in each one of the books. Because, you know, they were kind of the inspiration. Her parents had just had this kind of literary, old-fashioned naming scheme. Scheme. And I loved it. And it just, it fit. So. I spent more time, because it was supposed to be cleaning, reading your Kindavella, the time travel Oh, good. Yes. So, I need to talk about this. I did the first three chapters, but I was like, I'm. Then it was almost time to to talk to you. So I was like, okay, good. I'm going to need some answers here. So (laughs) no no spoilers, just no spoilers. (laughs) What was the inspiration for that? You know, on Facebook, every now and then you get these pictures of like, oh, look, here's this 1920s woman that's talking on a cell phone or. What? Really? Is it real? I I don't know if they're real or not, but it comes up. My dad gets them a lot because he's fascinated with those sorts of things. Oh, boy. So I needed to write a short story for something. And he suggested that. And so I kind of went with it, which is what the first chapter ended up being. But then it needed to be more. Mm-hmm. So, <coughs> excuse me. So it became this idea for Kindle Vella almost as an advertising or trying to be good advertising for my books. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, so my writing is out there in a form that's really accessible. It's just not very many people know about it. Right. Uh, yeah. Surprisingly, Even... it was much harder to write than the novel. Oh, really? 
Yes, it was much harder for me to write. It took me about five months to write about 20,000 words. Um, And it took me like 10 weeks to write the first draft of Pippa's story. Oh, wow. It just, it was, it was, it was a struggle. I don't know why, but it just didn't come naturally, but I really, I've heard really good feedback from the story um, from more than just my parents. Yeah, no. My parents love it. (laughs) I'm enjoying, I'm definitely enjoying it. I have to, I have to ask you, okay, Alex Granger, is that a nod to Hermione? It wasn't intended to be, (laughs) but after it came about, I was just trying to come up with a fairly gender neutral name. Yes, and about that too, because I can't figure out what is Alex a guy, Alex a girl, or we're not telling. I don't tell. <laughs> All right. Again, it's up reading. to you. Okay. Well, I'm envisioning Alex as a woman because I don't know. It just that's what's coming to me. I'm having that that vision. Um, okay. I'm fi- I'm finding it actually very humorous because I would have loved to time myself after a Dodgers game I think we sat there for two and a half hours after a fourth of July game once and I was like oh my god this is such a nightmare and I would we had already we had like a 45 minute drive back to where we were staying and I was like I would have really loved time travel (laughs) right (laughs) I Um, understand that I so I have uh like mini plan season tickets to Dodger games and I've gone to a couple of concerts there and I can mm-hmm. tell you getting out from a concert is much worse than getting out from a Dodger game. Oh god, I because can't even imagine. Do- well, a fourth of July is is hard because people do stay to the end of that for the fireworks for yeah. the fourth of July. But yeah, for normally the concerts, everybody leaves, right? Normally everybody Yeah, normally leaves. everyone leaves <laughs> after the seventh inning, the eighth inning. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah. you know, it's baseball. we we all know it's it's a game. It's great to go to, but like at some point, you're like, I live 45 minutes away. I gotta get on the road, especially if it's not an exciting game. Right. Um. And so we, I went and the concert that's mentioned in there is actually one I went to. Oh. My friend and I bought tickets like when they went on sale pre-COVID, mm-hmm. and we just kept rearranging our schedule every time they changed the date right. of the concert because I was like oh no I am seeing fallout boy live it's it's going yeah. to happen um and so we waited out after the end of the concert which we kind of got up while green day was still singing a little bit mm-hmm. like so we were at the top of the stairs when they did time of our life oh wow so when they finished the song like we could go and we still waited oh my gosh I swear it was like three hours to get out and most of it was just people being not paying attention to the fact that there was multiple exits from this one area. Oh god. And so they just kind of parked around us and trapped us. And like like I said, I had just started my immunotherapy. So like my poor friend is driving and I like fell asleep while in the parking lot. <laughs> I was like, I'm so tired from this. But I mean it was a great concert. And so my the person I have editing suggested that I really like I just mentioned LA sort of stuff but didn't really put Dodger Stadium and like the concert he's like no put it in there like give us the actual place and I was like well I'm basing it on my like real life experience of wishing I could do this 
Yeah, exactly. Well, hello, I don't even live in LA and I could relate to that. So, I mean, I think you did a really great job of being relatable in that, um, you know. Thank you. In that instant. <laughs> oh. I, I like to ask all of my guests, like, some questions, nothing crazy. Um, so what do you wish people knew about you? Oh, goodness. Um <laughs> that maybe not as much now because I feel like I'm doing better but being shy doesn't necessarily mean that you're not nice oh, like gosh, growing no. up especially yeah. because being shy the, people tend to think you were snobby when you're mm-hmm. shy and right. you're like no I'm just kind of scared to talk to you Yes, I, I can definitely relate. I think a lot of people turn to writing because they're so introverted, because they're so shy. And I think, you know, people are very surprised to find out like that you're, you know, normally, I'm normally a blabbermouth. So and they're <laughs> like, wait a minute, I thought you were shy. You know, I have a lot of people like that. I, I knew as, a, as when I was younger, they were like, oh, I didn't think you really knew how to talk. Oh, thanks. Thanks a lot. Well, because you never took the time to actually talk to me, and uh, you terrified me in that manner. (laughs) Yeah, like, I remember just really middle school, especially, just being, like, the name calling, and you're like, I'm just uh, shy. Like, I can't even imagine speaking, so it has nothing to do with you. Right. Um, And just giving more people, especially when you're younger, like, I'm older now, so it's easier, but the thought of even coming on some of these things, it's like, oh, gosh, I'm going to be talking to a stranger. You're... <laughs> I, I, I was a, a deputy district attorney for a while, so I had to do trials and stuff. So I've, I've gotten better. I studied yeah. theater in college, which required, like, weekly presentations. And I did it all to get over just being terrified of speaking. <laughs> Were you more terrified of like people's reactions or the actual like speaking? Because I I kind of, I'm kind of more terrified of the speaking or have been in the past because I tend to like, I don't want to even say stutter because I don't stutter. I just, my mouth goes faster than my mind. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, did I just say that really, really stupid thing? (laughs) That's what I'm, I'm more scared of than, than anything else. It's it's that. It's kind of like the fact that, you know, like with speaking, my mind definitely goes faster than my mouth will work. Yeah. And I'll say stuff that I'm like, that's not comprehensible at all. <laughs> uh, I am sorry. And then to do it up in front of people um, is almost even worse. It's like, oh, I don't want to be up in front of people without being able to edit. But like I. Yes. Yes. I t- I teach at college level um, and I've been teaching for a while and I was teaching at ITT Tech when they were still open and my biggest fear was like falling down in (laughs) front of my class because I'm clumsy and I did it and I fell down and I got back up and was like okay let's continue on with class and I'm like that that really wasn't that bad it's like it's pulling off a band pulling off a band (laughs) really (laughs) oh so if you wrote a memoir what would the title be Falling down and getting back up? <laughs> Potentially. I have fallen down at every single school I've ever attended. Oh, no. <laughs> like, I, I'm, 
I'm a huge klutz. You gave me the questions and I totally read through them and was like, I need to think about these answers. And I was like, <laughs> I have no idea what it would be. Well, I always tell everybody my my title of my memoir is going to be I can't believe I'm not medicated. So <laughs> I, like I, would, I just have to sit down and write it one day and, and become more interesting. Um so that I, people actually well, I actually read it. think mine would be along the lines of you did what? because that's what I get a lot of from a lot of my friends uh is wait you you teach it at a swing dance club hey that's fun you were a competitive (laughs) figure skater I'm like yeah oh really lots of (laughs) yeah that's cool see that's something that people could know about you yes I, I I've never done anything like that. I did want to do roller derby, but I think I'm a little too old now. And I think I would probably break a hip if I did roller derby. I probably could have gotten away with it maybe 10 years ago, but now it's just it's not good for like, unless I start taking some more calcium supplements or something. <laughs> it's a little rough. I watched some roller derby matches. They're, they're pretty exciting. It looks so much like so much fun though. I was like, I would just love. I love roller skating. I've always loved roller skating, and I feel like I would just love to elbow people out of the way. And I'm short <laughs> too, so I think I would be good at it. If, you know, skating between. <laughs> yeah, except oh. the balance for it. Which yeah. so I I was an ice skater, but I can't roller skate to save my life. And I'm not Those... great at ice skating. I can I can stand up on ice skating, but like you know, that's about the extent of it. <laughs> yeah, those four wheels, that side by side stuff. It's like, wait, no, how do you turn? It doesn't work. <laughs> uh, well, if you could only eat one type of food for the rest of your life, what would it be? That's a little easier. Yeah, I'm French fries. French fries. Yeah, <laughs> I like potatoes in all forms. So, like, one of my questions that I wanted to ask was like. If you had to give up potatoes or cheese, which one would you prefer? And I'm like, no, that doesn't make sense because nobody understands my obsession with both those foods. And that, that was hard. That, that was a really, really hard choice. I was like, I don't know. I really don't know the answer to that. Because like, they both have so many varieties that you can, <laughs> so many ways like, to use them. Yeah, like french fries, hash browns, mashed yeah, potatoes, tater tots. Come on. I, I love potatoes, so like that's definitely, and I think they get such a bad rap because potatoes. You need oh the potassium. Yeah. yeah, they have great vitamins in them. You need the potassium. Right, I'm going in. with that. <laughs> I mean, granted, frying them is not the best way to cook them, but like, still, there's yeah. healthy ways. My dad grills out potatoes. Oh yeah, we do that too. But like. I was like, oh, I guess I'm going to have to go with the cheese, but that's going to be awful. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think that's a fair, fair question. You need both in your life. Exactly. So what are you reading right now? Um, I'm actually reading World Walker by (laughs) Jamie Dalton. She's my cover artist. Oh, okay. She writes too? She does. Um, And so. very busy. uh, Her. Her first uh, full-length novel, I think it's full-length, is coming out on Tuesday as well. (laughs) So I'm reading an ARC copy of that. And I just finished um, an ARC copy of Hunt for Shadows by Elise Kova. Mm -hmm. It's the sequel to Trial of Sorcerers. And it was very good. Oh, very nice. 
So I, I'm very slow on my reading this year, although Goodreads says I'm keeping up with my goal of 52 books. It does yeah. not feel like it. <laughs> I feel like I'm very um, like ADHD with my books this year. Like I'm like I said, I'm reading like so many from like, uh, you know, people that I'm interviewing. And then I've, I keep winning Goodreads books. I don't know how or why. I know people that never win them. I, I'm, I'm probably on my 30th Goodreads win. No like way. About, yes, I, I, I win the Kindle versions. I win the actual versions. I have at least 20 you know, actual books that I've won. And I'm, I've got so many sitting on my Kindle that I've won that I haven't read yet either. I, I got to stop entering the Goodreads good giveaways. I'm I think so jealous. I think because I review them. I think it, that's the key, like, you know, to the algorithm. I always yeah. review what I read. So I, mm. I really feel like maybe that's the key. I don't know. I'm just I'm trying. trying to I go through phases where like I review books a lot. And yeah. then, like right now I'm reviewing them a lot because I, I think about a hundred or so people have arc copies of my book. So I'm just like, mm-hmm. I want your review. So let me review books. <laughs> but, right, right. Yeah. But then I end up just like reading and going like, no, I, I'll give you, I'll rate the book, but I don't leave a review. Yeah. You know, because sometimes, um, and I hate it. It's sometimes with arcs. It's like, oh, and you realize that it is the unedited version, not unedited, but not the, you know, the yeah clean finished version. But it's so hard sometimes to put some things aside and you're like, uh, I don't know if this is in the finished version or not. So it is it is really hard to do that. I, I wanted to be a, like a really good arc reader. It's one of the reasons I created my Instagram account. And then I just realized like. It's not necessarily for me. Yeah. Like, uh, I love reading this stuff, but I'm, I'm a little bit too much of a mood reader. I have a really hard time committing to reading, especially on my Kindle. Like, I have them, and I'm just like, I just want to hold the books, and I have all these books staring at me as I work all day on my bookshelf that are like, you haven't read us yet. Yes, I know. <laughs> but, the, but the thing about Kindle is, now, this is my defense of Kindle. I, I totally understand about the physical book. My defense of Kindle is it's in, instantaneous gratification. It's like, I want to read that. I'm going to read it now. I don't have to go to the store. I don't have to wait for, you know, to, to be delivered. I don't have to wait for my book of the month, you know. Yeah, that, no, it's absolutely fantastic. <laughs> Over the holidays, um even though I had like 12 different holiday themed romance novels that I could read. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to Kauai on vacation and I was like, I'm not packing any books. I'm just going to pack my Kindle. I'm and so, I'm so jealous. <laughs> I just read like all month, all December, just holiday reads on my Kindle. Oh, that's I think wonderful. I read like 12 or 13 of them, just like some were short, some were long. And it's like, this is super convenient, but I'm, also, like, the guilt of all these books that are on my bookshelf that I've spent money on that I'm are not you, reading. Are you, like, an, do you do audiobooks at all? Not very often. Yeah. I got into them, though, because they were free on Hoopla. So they are backed up in my to-be-read to be list, too. So <laughs> that's another, uh, you know. I, I tend to do them when I go on some of my road trips. I've done some. Yeah. Um. But, like, that's how I read um, The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. Oh, what a great book. That was a great such book. a good book. 
And I don't like, even like like that ugh, sobbing on the road. Definitely not safe. Yeah. I've only read The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. Wow. I don't know. I don't know if because that book kind of broke me. Um, yeah. So I don't oh, know really? if I can read another one. Oh, read Daisy Jones and the Six. That was really great. I, I that was one of my favorite books, Daisy Jones and the Six. But I didn't yeah, like her uh, latest one, but that one was good. I'm um a happily ever after only person. All right. <laughs> okay. So like when I read it's like if this doesn't end happily ever after, no. <laughs> life is already convoluted enough. I do not need that in my books. <laughs> but I'm I love to get there. I'm sorry. I love the seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo. Like it it was fantastic i did um ready player one on audiobook as well i don't do audiobooks like i i think i've done three i've tried to do more um i just i don't enjoy it as much but anything that's almost it's anything that's kind of first person storytelling a little bit kind of journalistic like Mm -hmm. um i i feel like those are really well done for audio for me because i feel like i'm listening to the person tell their story right right that makes sense yeah um but so yeah ready player one was a good audiobook as well it was long though mm, i like when they do the voices of like uh, the characters and stuff like i i did the house in the cerulean sea on audiobook and it was just so great how the the narrator did did the voices but you know it, the narrator makes or breaks an audiobook anyway uh, i'm yeah. currently in the process of through ACX, which is like Amazon's Audible, yeah. um, auditioning narrators for a study in Steam. It, it's fun. I, it's fun to to do that. I I have a, quite a few of my books on audiobook. It's fun to do it, but it it is an interesting process. Sometimes you get really great audiobook um, narrators like that are willing to work with you. But I I had a very very strange one with my first audiobook. Like she had every excuse in the book why she wasn't making the deadlines, like including being kicked in the head by a horse. And oh. I kid you not, I, <laughs> I was like, all right, you know what? I think we're done here. <laughs> Uh, we'll see I think someone turned in an audition yesterday that was really really good oh that's great um and just like the different voices and I'm I'm hoping it goes well it's my first time so I was just like I want to have the inclusivity of having it available on audio yes yeah I think I think it's a the newest thing and I think a lot of people are really getting into it so it's a very good thing to have so so what are you working on now um I'm actually working on the sequel Mm-hmm. Um, which is going to be Georgiana Spencer's book. So the Ladies of Black is going to be a four book series. Mm-hmm. Um, each one told from the perspective of one of the girls that goes to university. One of the ladies. Very cool. I like that. Um, and then there's going to be a prequel with Pippa's aunt, Honoria. Because oh. oh, she's, very she's cool. rad. <laughs> yeah. Well, she's paying for her to go to the university. So. Yeah. So I've, I've sort of started that one, but I'm like, I need to actually do the the tale of the four girls first. And I'm hoping, although I'm not putting a lot of pressure on myself, but I'm hoping like a late October release of that one, maybe. Very, I can't wait to see the cover for that. 
<laughs> me too and I've already <laughs> talked to Jamie and she's doing all the covers and then um I have the same editor working with me who also worked with me on the Alex Granger mm. so because it's nice to have an editor although my mom's like you have dangling participles and I'm like oh god it's okay, <laughs> it's okay mom no one <laughs> No one cares. <laughs> no one cares about dangling participles, believe me. I, I truly don't even know what they are anymore. <laughs> it's just right anyway. Oh, mine is just like, there are certain things that just language evolves, and I have a very casual writing style. Yes, yes. And uh, most people have a very casual reading style, too, so. <laughs> yes. So where can we find you and your dogs? Don't forget the dogs. Okay. <laughs> so um, I am on TikTok and mm-hmm. Instagram. Um, and it's bookish Stephanie K. Uh, and it's Stephanie with a PH. Um, I do have my website, which is stephaniekclemens.com, which also links to all my social media. And I have a Facebook page, which is probably facebook.com backslash Stephanie K. Clemens. But the, but the TikTok and the Insta is uh, bookish Stephanie K, right? Yeah. Okay, I will. Um, and I'm 50-50 on my consistency in posting. It just depends on <laughs> the mood, how I'm doing that week. It's like, I, I want to use this to help get my books out there. And then I'm like, oh, it's, such a pain. <laughs> no, I'd rather be writing than, than doing any of that. But I do like following people and seeing what they're up to and, and getting ideas from them. But... And then my dog's Instagram is Pup Frankie. Oh, my goodness. Um, <laughs> which has it has both Frankie and Storm, but Frankie is my you know Original. older dog, so I started it with her. I'm sentimental. <laughs> no, that's perfect. Well, I I wish you tons of luck with your new um your new book, and now you have 99 pre-orders. So oh well, y'all. thank you. <laughs> so hopefully you get that last one in the next couple of days, and uh, you can you know, start off with 100, but even 99 is a pretty cool number, too. On two, 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 it, two. it is. That's, that's, yeah, I graduated high school. I was just, it was so shocking oh, when cool. I got the, was like, Ingram Sparks sent me the number of paperbacks that had been ordered, and it was like 70-something. Seven. I'm, I'm telling you, it's a cover. It's, it's, it's such a pretty, I love the cover so much. <laughs> Like I just want to stare at it, but I think it was like seventy five, and I had fifteen ebook at that point. So I was like, "That's 90. ninety. I have ninety pre orders." Yeah, what? and then the story <laughs> doesn't sound too bad either. So I'm thinking that definitely sells quite a few. It, um, on TikTok, the my editor was describing, I think both Alex Granger and uh, a study in Steam, and she called my reads uh, fast, fun, and feminist. I like it. That's mm-hmm. that's a really good description of my writing. It's fast, mm-hmm. fun, and femis- feminist. And then uh, someone else said delightful. And I'm like, that's perfect. Like, my writing is not going, I don't want it to break your heart. Yeah. But it's it's fun. And I'm suggesting it as if you've read, like, the newest Crescent City book and you're in a reading slump now, I think my book would get you out of that. <laughs> that's great. It's, it's just, a, like, a quick, happy read. I know that there's death and murder in there, but it's still a quick, happy read. It's quick and happy death. You know, it's 
it's a good freaking happy hour. It's like a cozy mystery for yeah, um, your steampunk. <laughs> yes, it's it's a historical cozy mystery, and it's got you know found family and you know the one bed trope. So like the good stuff. Yeah. Eventually, we'll have an enemies to lovers one in there too, because you know you got to have that. Yes. Well, definitely for romance, anyway. <laughs> yeah, they all have a romance subplot because yeah. I mean. Alex Granger doesn't. There's no romance in Alex Granger. Because we don't know what Alex Granger is. <laughs> That's... It drives me crazy. I'm like, I went back and I'm like, did I miss it? Like, no. She, the, the, the character I, talking I, about. I never, I never say. Nah. Not even throughout the whole book? Not, um, not at all. It's whatever uh-huh. okay. you want Alex Granger to be. So I'm gonna Alex Granger is a, is a female in my head, so I have a preconceived notion <laughs> that's perfect that's fine oh, all right. well it was it was wonderful talking to you i really enjoy this i can't wait to read a study in steam um hopefully it'll be coming soon then i guess if you uh if you pre-order it they send it off into the mail on the on tuesday so hopefully i'll be getting it soon and i'll yes. let you know <laughs> I, I hope you do i hope you get it right away and i hope you enjoy it yeah i'm gonna finish the adventures of alex granger and uh, let you know how that is, too. Yeah. Thumbs up and reviews are always welcome. Yes, they are. It's wonderful. No. So um, have a great night. Give you, the, too. Give, give the dogs a pet for me. <laughs> I will. Bye-bye. Bye. hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Bookshelf Banter with author Stephanie Clemens. Join me next week when I talk to Jennifer Walker, author of Finding Aloha. Until then, have a great week.